Cedar Volleyball head coach Mary Wise, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. And Mary Wise and company open their season coming up today. Uh, by the way, I went back uh, to the previous email and looked at some of the things that Billy Napier said in this last presser about some of the young players. Uh, defensive line-wise, he mentioned Sapp. Um, and then he also mentioned Shamar James uh, at the linebacker position. Um, so, and he mentioned uh, Devin Moore uh, as well. Uh, he's, he's mentioned him earlier. He did not mention him uh, the other day. Uh, he's also taught Chris McClellan a little bit as well. So those are some of the young – look, good, bad, wrong, or right, this is still a very young football team. There's a lot of underclassmen that are on this team. All right, let's get some calls. Finish out the week. 392-8255 as Christina uh, produces the broadcast today. I, I told you uh, CBSSports.com uh, very uh, appropriately for me had taken a look at the Pac-12. And I will pass along some of the things uh that they have talked about in that. And very interesting to me uh, who they thought the overrated, underrated uh, would be. And uh, there's a lot of respect for Utah. There is no question there's a lot of respect for Utah as far as what they see. Um, For example, just whatever this is worth, Okay, they had the um, most overrated team. Uh, One said USC, one said Oregon, one said UCLA, one said Arizona State. The most underrated team, and I would agree with this, I think Oregon State, if you don't know who Jonathan Smith is, he's their coach there. He's done a remarkable job with that team. Uh, They beat Utah last year in a seven and six year. Um. But here's some of the predictions that some of the people on staff made. Dennis Dodd says Utah will beat Florida, USC twice, win the Pac-12, and make the college football playoff. Tom Fernelli says the Utes will be the best team, beating USC twice, but other losses will keep them from the playoff. Chip Patterson says they'll have multiple teams with a real shot at making the playoff when the selection committee releases its first set of rankings, but then they'll fade away. Barrett Sally says Utah will stumble on a Thursday night at Washington State, but will win out and make the college football playoff. Um, David Cobb says despite its status, as a 17-and-a-half-point underdog against Georgia, Oregon will compete and be within striking distance in the fourth quarter. And he also says, Jerry Palm says, for the first time since 2017, the Pac-12 will put multiple teams in New Year's Six games. Everybody on that was polled, six people, picked Utah to win the league. Four of the six picked USC second. The other two picked Oregon. 
And the third team was four picked Oregon, two picked SC. And other than that, it's kind of, it bounces around. So Utah, again, getting a lot of love. Got some emails here we'll read, but I want some calls. Come on, people. It's a good sports day today. Uh, BB says, good to hear Urban, sounding good and healthy. Uh, watching the TV20 local high school football roundup maybe wonder something. A lot of kids are left hungry every day, and schools try to help. So do schools do anything extra to help kids with their nutrition? I have no idea. None. Um, I do think they have to provide for the entire school. Now, does somebody donate or, you know, whatever to a particular program? That's certainly possible. This is his two biggest concerns for the Utah game. If their physical defense stymies the run game and forces more passing, and what our Gator defense does against the pass, especially those little flare passes in the flat and then maybe the tight ends. Well, look, there's a lot of things that I see Utah do that would concern me. And again, I'm going to say this again. You cannot, in my opinion, judge this team by what the team last year did. We may see similarities, good and bad. We may see differences. But this is a whole new team with a whole new coaching staff and a whole new philosophy. So that's just how this is. Okay, did you was there a call there? Okay, well then Okay, are they there now? How you doing, Steve? All right, who is who is this, please? It's uh PG. It just went straight to you. I must have a back line. <laughs> Not really, but it went straight to you. Nobody answered. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, so um, got a question I've been meaning to ask you. So this year has been kind of hard to gauge as far as a roster. I mean, you kind of know what's there. Some of the newcomers and looking at recruiting in the past. And last year, 247, they do their composite rankings on what's on campus. So like your roster ranking. And last year, Florida, I don't know how the year went, but they were eighth in roster combination Numbers, composite, what's there, not just recruiting, but transfer portal, you know, juniors, sophomores, all that. And then you look at, you know, what graduated and left, you know, you lose an Elam and some other guys. Um, and then the transfer portal, what, what left, Emory Jones, uh, Bogle, some other guys, you know, uh, Gamble. And what you brought in, I mean, you bring in an All-American so on paper, uh, Torrance at, at the O-line position, and then, you you know, Pearsall, might be a starter at receiver. So I don't know if they quite broke even on that. But if you just look at that, you'd have to say, well, if they're falling much further from an eight ranking on that, whatever that means, that means that they they must have a lot more guys that are underperforming. Does that make sense? Or just not panning out, like an absurd number to fall from like a, a 10-ish composite ranking? Because they haven't come out with this year's yet. I've been looking, but... How do you, what do you how would you rank the roster right now from what you know and what you've lost and brought in rank it in terms of what though just o- like overall talent um depth you know if they're sparse in a certain area then that hurts you kind of you know like 
Defensive line seems like they just don't have a lot of numbers. Um, but offensive line looks like they could be eight deep. You add a couple more guys, you want to be ten. But um, quarterback is a little sparse too. But as an overall ranking of like, like you look at Utah, and like where, where would you rank their roster? Like are, are they that much more talented just from a roster standpoint? Well, I mean, look, I don't think anybody can answer that because you don't do the deep dive on a on a on a Utah roster as you would do a Florida roster. But I, I, I tend, PG, to not get lost in numbers and minutiae. I, I tend to look at, you know, where people that know football rank a team. And everybody has Utah in the top ten. Everybody. Yeah. So that must mean their roster is pretty good. That must mean that they think this team uh, with his personnel, what they do, all of that is pretty good. Now, does that mean it pans out? No, it doesn't mean it. But that tells me something. You know, it isn't like one or two people are saying, you know, they're going to be in the top ten. Everybody has them pegged there. Yeah, no, I see that too. And, I, and a lot of Gator fans I talk to, you know, are pretty confident kind of, you know, entering the season, you know, earlier in the summer, everybody was, not everybody, but a lot of people were more hesitant to pick the Gators to beat Utah. But now all of a sudden it's like completely flipped. But I'm just like curious, you know, I, I, I don't know. I've been looking at these rosters for a long time through the years. And I, this is one where I just can't really looking for some objectivity there. You got to let it play out, but you know, what's on campus right now at the University of Florida? How talented is this? Team? Uh, here's you know, the other, I don't know. Here's the other thing, PG, I think I see your point, but I think that we have to wait to see, okay? Yeah. I think people look at player X, and all they can judge that player on is what their eyes tell them. If, if you don't have the benefit of a tape or, you know, the coaches cut – of a game where you can actually zero in and see, you know, did he do what he's supposed to do? Did he make the right read? Did he do the right block? Did he shed the block? All that stuff, right? Well, that's where coaching comes in. Because maybe player X last year that, you know, wasn't all that good, well, maybe because he's getting coached better, or maybe because the scheme is different, or maybe because they do something different with him, all of a sudden that player who wasn't all that good is better. That's yeah, no. what I'm waiting to see. And, you know, when you hear guys that are trusted and been saying this a long time and are around the team, like Lee McGriff, say that he thinks that they're going to be a little better than people think. And then also Phil Steele, a lot of this is based on his, you know, how bad the team did last year. But his number two, and I think you said that on your show, and I, and I actually got the magazine, but sleeper team or, or comeback yep, team or whatever yep. he calls it. So, I mean, those are two pretty good – I don't know areas to look at there. So I don't. I don't and, and one last thing, I'll take it off there. The other thing, not only the roster, but I really don't know. You can look back and see what Napier does. I mean, he calls plays. He's a quarterback. You know, when Mullen was here, McElwain to an extent, you kind of knew what you were going to get out there. I just, I don't know. I just, you know, you might have to be run heavy this year, and that's not truly what it is. You know, the system. But um, I can't remember a year where I'm just kind of going into it and just. I don't even know if I have expectations. I just want to All right, we're going to find out. PG, thank you for your call. Michelle, hello. 
Hey, Steve. Um, I wanted to just comment um, when you read, I think it was the email, and somebody was asking about the high school nutrition. Mm -hmm. So having done that as a volunteer for almost 12 years, only four of which my son was actually playing football, um, schools do – not schools, the, the teens um, provide the food. There is no funding for nutrition for any extracurricular activity. Everybody has to be self-sufficient. So we are thankful in Gainesville that many of our restaurants donate pregame meals right. so that they can eat the meals, but none of it's provided by the schools. Um, it has to be through the booster program. They're the ones that have to coordinate and get all that. And I will tell you, for a while, especially when I first started over at Eastside, I came from GHS. I did that at GHS, and then when Coach said became the coach, he asked me to come over and help. They did, Their pregame meal consisted of a sandwich because they didn't have a real booster program. Um, thankfully, we came in, was able to turn that around, and they got full meals. But it's whatever the booster program can get is the nutrition that the players get. So um, if you're out there and you can support a booster program, do it. Our kids need it. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Michelle. Appreciate All right, that. Thanks. You got it. 1245. That's good. That's good information. 1245. Time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry Copper. Gator gets you next. ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Good afternoon. I'm Jose Tobar. Florida soccer suffered a heartbreaking loss against Baylor Thursday night. The Bears scored a tiebreaker in the 89th minute to hand the Gators their second loss of the season. Florida now holds a 1-2 record on the new head coach, Samantha Bohan. In more Gator sports, the UF volleyball team will host North Florida, Virginia and East Tennessee State at the O'Connell Center over the weekend. The Gators will start competition tonight against North Florida and you can catch all the action here at 6.45 p.m. Moving up to the Diamond, the red-hot Tampa Bay Rails will visit the Boston Rexford for a crucial three-game series in the American League wildcard race. J.T. Shawa will take them on for the race. Michael Waka starts for Boston. That's your Kingsville Sports Center. I'm Jose Tobar. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. This August, we want you to remember to keep children safe as we return to school. Always stop for stopped school buses and obey signals from crossing guards. Remain alert and do not use your cell phone in school zones. And remember that car seats and booster seats only work if they are used correctly every time. Do your part to help keep us safe on the roadways. Brought to you by the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles. For more important safety tips, visit FLHSMV.gov. Everyone knows how beneficial therapy can be, but traditional therapy can be overwhelming, confusing, and inconvenient. When scheduling in-person therapy, it can be difficult to find the right therapist near you, and it can take weeks to get on their calendar. We knew there had to be a better way, and that's where BetterHelp began. I'm Danny, co-founder of BetterHelp Online Therapy. When Alana and I started BetterHelp in 2013, our mission was simple. Find a way to make professional therapy accessible, affordable, and convenient for everyone. BetterHelp works around your schedule and lifestyle. You can connect to a therapist by phone, video call, or even text message. You don't even have to turn on your camera if you don't feel comfortable. And if your therapist isn't the right fit, you can switch anytime with the click of a button because BetterHelp is designed with you in mind. See why over 2 million members have trusted BetterHelp for online therapy. 
Go to BetterHelp.com slash you first and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash you first for 10% off your first month. All right, golfers, do you want to simply survive around the greens or do you want to score? Well, you want to score. You need a wedge that will help you. Purest spin possible. The new Jaws Raw from Callaway. Most aggressive groove in golf. Now with the raw face, delivers maximum one hop and stop spin. Optimized tungsten weighting, and you get noticeably better control and trajectory. All around better wedge play. It's the Jaws Raw. Get yours at CallawayGolf.com slash Jaws Raw. We could talk about how complicated other banks make it to redeem credit card rewards, like how they require minimums, and worse, how the rewards flat out expire. Or we could talk about how with Discover, you can redeem your rewards for cash in any amount at any time. That's amazing. And now that we've talked about that, let's get back to, you know, the stuff we talk about here on the show. Learn more at discover.com slash redeem rewards. That's discover.com slash redeem rewards. Terms do apply. From the film room to every fourth down conversion, football lives here. We are ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. Sports Scene with Steve Russell continues here on ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and on your phone with the WRUF radio app. You know, I, I gave you what the CBS uh, sports staff thought about the Pac-12. I'll also impart to you what they felt about the SEC in just a few minutes. But as always, calls and emails, top of the list. Copper Gator, hello. Hey, Steve. I got a couple of things real quick for you. <clears throat> the first one is, when was the last time that you can remember the number seven team in the nation going on the road and being an underdog on the opening game of the season? I can't think back to when, even when, you know, they, they play in a, in a neutral site location, typically the higher-seeded team is always favored regardless. And for me to be a disparity in our ranking versus their ranking and us still be favored, somebody in Vegas has to know something, right? Florida's not favored. Utah is. I thought we were favored by half a point still. Unless it's changed because it was two and a half two days ago, Utah. Okay, okay. So, okay, then, then if they're favored, then that makes sense to me. Um, the, the second thing that I have for you, and this is on a different subject, and, and I think this is a more philosophical question. You know, I noticed that, you know, some people might not notice this, but uh, Ben Shelton went pro yesterday. Yeah, mentioned uh, that. He's yep. not coming back. You know, he's not coming back for his next two seasons. Do you think that if we keep going down this road of NIL and, you know, the SEC potentially pulling away in football for, from the NCAA, that this would allow players to leave? after their freshman or, ju- or freshman or sophomore years in football, it, and that carry on to other sports like it does in those sports with golf and tennis and things like that? I'm not sure you're mixing peanut butter with jelly here because of the NIL. I think the NIL would work just the opposite, Comprogator, where if you're making money at the college level, right, then why right. do you have to leave? If, if you're well, If you're already making money, then... I don't need to go. I mean, let's just say the prime example is Anthony Richardson this year, right? If if he were to have come out last year as a draft pick, it's his choice as as coming out as playing a few games. He was a sophomore this year. He comes out last year as a freshman. Do you think he would have been drafted in the top two? He rounds? couldn't have come out last year because he wasn't draft eligible. Well, that's what I'm saying. 
if, as a as a tennis player, you can leave after your sophomore year. You can leave after your freshman year. As a as a golf player, you can go pro whenever you want. If he chose to go pro after a freshman year, would he have been drafted last year? No. Well, drafted. Maybe drafted, but not, I don't think, highly. Because, I mean, there was, there was no tape of him to, to show. I mean, if he's going to get drafted, he's going to get drafted like now. I mean, he is, he's a first-round draft selection in you know some uh, mock drafts I've seen. Well, what is that based on? Is that yeah. based on his production? Because it, if it is, there's something wrong. I mean, and, and the same with, with Langworthy in baseball. He's projected to be a top-five draft pick next year, and some have him going number one overall after his sophomore year. He couldn't leave last year, but if he chose to go into the draft last year, there's no doubt in my mind that one of the NF, MLB teams would have taken him as the first 30 pick in the NBL, MLB draft last year. No doubt in my mind. Okay, and, and, but you still have rules at the college level that say this is when you can go out. Now, are you asking me? I'm, I'm, I'm just having trouble understanding exactly. Will that, yeah, will that will change that because of NIL? I don't think so. Okay. Well, I'll let you go, Stephen. Have a great one. Okay. One more week till Procrastination Friday, man. Thanks. All right, Gobbergator. Thank you for your call. I, I hope that's what he was asking. If, and if you can sift through that for me a little bit better, let me know. Because, look, maybe the day will come when you can do what you do in basketball, right? The NBA is now moving toward just you can leave after your, your, your height. You can just go. Now, I get it today where athletes are bigger, stronger, faster than what they used to be. But do you think the day would really come when a 17-year-old can get drafted and go to the NFL? Is that – I just don't think physically – what do you think? If you were, if you were the commissioner – would you allow that? I think that's not good. Could, could you make him play one year of college and then go? Okay, I think that's debatable. But let me know what you think. 3928255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. Bill uh, has a good email here, uh, and he says, Steve, I love Gator fans coming out and supporting their team. And I got to tell you, as the game gets closer, I'm doing exactly what you say. I'm becoming more of a fan uh, and less of trying to figure out who's going to win the game. I want my team to win. Realistically, the chances I don't think are good. But as you say, Vegas says the game is going to be close. Vegas knows. Do I think that Utah comes in here and wins 31-10? to 10? No, I don't. I think this is going to be a physical, sort of old-school kind of game. Because Billy Napier, doesn't mean he can't change, but historically he's leaned more run than pass. Now, Utah's got a really good quarterback, a really good running back, but if you watch Andy Lovewig's offense, they're not pass-happy. They rely on the run, too. So this could be, you know, an older-school 
kind of game as opposed to a shootout kind of thing, which would suit me just fine. All right, bold predictions from CBS's staff on the SEC. Dennis Dodd, Mark Stoops will win 10 at Kentucky. Figure he's hit his ceiling there and will take an open position at Auburn. How about that? Um, Barrett Sally, Ole Miss will run the table during the first two months of the season. The Rebels hit the bye week on November 5 with a battle against Alabama looming on November 12. They could make a legit push for the college football playoff. David Cobb, year one of the Brian Kelly experiment, will go poorly as the ex-Notre Dame coach experiences the nation's toughest division for the first time. They'll miss a bowl game, how about that, but finish with a top 10 signing class anyway. And Jerry Palm says the SEC will put two teams in the playoff again this year and have a third team in the top six. And uh, for the most underrated team, two of them said Florida. He said, they said Florida still has the most complete team except Georgia in the East. Motivation seemed lacking as Mullen's tenure limped to completion and the team imploded down the stretch. This should not be an issue with a new coach and a defensive coordinator in Patrick Toney, both of whom have proven track records of success. I agree with that. I understand how a fan looks at the team last year, but this is a totally different staff. And, again, everybody's at this point going to win the national title. That's the beauty of college football now. Don't forget, tomorrow, the key game looks to be Nebraska-Northwestern. It'll be on Fox. If Nebraska doesn't win that game, they'll already be calling for Scott Frost's head. This is a must-win year for Scott Frost. Wyoming, Illinois. Will Illinois be any good? Remember, Brett Bielema is at Illinois now. Um, Florida State, looking for his first winning season since 2017. Imagine that. FSU. First winning season since 2017. We'll play Duquesne. Then LSU. And I think that game goes a long way towards LSU's season and Florida State's season. Florida A&M also plays. They'll play North Carolina. And, of course, Vandy gets a chance to play at Hawaii. Timmy Chang, the former Hawaii quarterback, back to coach the team. And then after Saturday, action picks up on Thursday. I'll give you some of those games coming up uh, next week. Actually, quite a lot, Thursday, Friday, and then Saturday. That's our first hour. Hour two coming up. Thanks to Urban Meyer for joining us in the first hour. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WYUF. Come back and join us and talk sports with us in hour two. WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. 
As a small business owner, you've got ings to do. That's why the UPS Store is here to help. From printing to shredding, even mailboxing, you can get every ing your small business needs all done in one trip, saving you time for all your other ings, like professional photo taking or just enjoying family dinner. The UPS Store, every ing for small business all in one place. The UPS Store. The UPS Store locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours may vary. See Center for details. If you have a home to sell, you're probably curious about how much money your home would sell for in this seller's market. Fact is, home values are at historic highs. The challenge is, you're also probably concerned with the things you can't control. Low inventory, rising interest rates, and, well, just turn on the news. You get the picture. Hey, it's Steve Russell. That's why I strongly recommend you call the agent I trust to help you answer your home selling questions. Scott Caldwell with your Home Sold Guaranteed Realty. Scott has programs and solutions to help you in any situation. Written guarantees and thousands of buyers creating higher demand and multiple offers. Need to sell your home and stay in your home until you find your next home? Yes, Scott can help you sell stress-free and put you back in control. Your next step is to call Scott Caldwell at 352-209-0000. That's 352-209-0000 or visit CaldwellHasTheBuyers.com. Know what I could really use? A vacation from inflated prices. So I shopped Kohl's Friends and Family Sale. With the extra 20% off, I got my husband a shirt for under 8 bucks, myself some jeans for just $27.99, and both of us a pair of boots for less than $32. Plus, I earned Kohl's cash. More style and more savings? Check and check. Select styles. 20% off ends August 28th. Some exclusions apply. See store Kohl's account for details. Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Welcome into Hour 2 of Sports Scene for this Friday. Christina is producing today. We thank her for her work. We thank you for taking time out of your busy day to listen to us. 392-8255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. That's how to contact us, get on air, get online, and talk sports. Austin will start us. Austin, hi. Hey, Steve. How's it going? Okay. Good. Um, yeah, a couple things for you. One is an MLB question, and the other is uh, Florida football. Um, I'll start with the MLB. Um, so I'm a big Rays fan, and, uh, you know, just I, I'm – in the midseason, I kind of thought we were dead in the water, you know, just because of all the losses of, you know, injuries with Kiermaier and uh, uh, Wanda Franco and all those guys, and Zanino, too. I thought we were kind of, you know, not going to be making the playoffs. But now I think we're in the first wild card spot. So, you know, that's pretty good for us. But um, what do you credit the turnaround to? I was just kind of curious if you had any opinion on that. Well, first of all, I think the Rays have a very, very underrated manager. You never hear about him. He just takes what's given to him. They've had a lot of injuries, as you mentioned, weathered the storm. But one thing the Rays have had, you may not know their household names, but their pitching's really good. And their pitching generally, you know, keeps them in games. And this year, they've been really good at home. They're they're like twenty games over five hundred at home. So mm-hmm. That's really helped them. So I give a lot of credit to management 
and because their team is so deep, you know, they can absorb some injuries and yet, you know, still play pretty good baseball. Right, I agree. And I think I, I was watching ESPN last night, and they said, like, that the Rays have the toughest schedule in the AL through the rest of the season. So, you know, hopefully we can weather the storm and still make the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, look, Toronto is, I think, a half game or a game behind them. Um, and you, you can't discount Baltimore now. And who would have thought Boston would be the team that's fading? And that's who they play next. So you've got to take advantage of that. You've got to take advantage of playing a Red Sox team that, you know, what are they playing for at this point? They've lost, <clears throat> I think, four or five in a row. So you've got to take advantage of that. Right. I agree. And then um, moving on to uh, data football, um, I think I was it was either in Napier's press conference or uh, somewhere in an article I was reading where there were several players this week, I think, that were in non-contact jerseys. Um, has there been any update on them? No. And I don't think you're going to get a lot of update. I'm anxious to see what Coach Napier does in terms of what he does in his weekly press conference. You know, mm-hmm. will he talk about injuries? Will he, you know, say this guy's hurt or might be mm-hmm. might play or whatever? I, we just don't know. Um, and he didn't do very much of that really uh, during summer camp either. You know, what mm-hmm. what was observed was when we went to practice and you saw, you know, somebody in non-contact jersey. Every once in a while, he talked about Miller and his thumb, but he didn't really go down the line and say, okay, this guy's in non-contact because of this and because of that. I, I my, my sense is Napier comes from the Saban tree and won't divulge a lot of that, but we'll see. Right, I agree. Yeah, he does seem kind of like a guy that keeps it close to the best, which is good. Um, anyway, uh, thank you, Steve. Enjoy the show. Looking forward to game week next okay, week. Okay, Austin, thank you. I wonder as a college fan if you would agree or disagree that college needs to do an injury report. I think they do. I think it's time, right? One of the things I've never understood is how fans can watch an NFL practice for you know, forever, and you can't watch a college practice. Well, same thing. If the NFL can have an injury report, why can't college? Now, I don't know if HIPAA has anything to do with that, but I don't think it does because, you know, coaches all, well, Joe Smith's out two weeks with a broken hand. Okay. So why can't you say for this game, Joe Smith, doubtful ankle? You don't have to get into detail about what the injury is. So would you be in favor of that, or do you think it should be left the way it is? Daniel says, you think Coach will sit somebody on the bench for not giving effort and quitting on plays? Yes, I do. Uh, I get the vibe he won't put up with it and put somebody else in the game. Well, look, once again, I don't know this for a fact, but I think there's this perception that Dan Mullen would never do that. That a position, or if he just sloughed off, ah, leave him in again. You know, I don't know. But Billy Napier talks about discipline more. Why? Where does he come from? Right? So, but does it mean, look, you can, did Steve Spurrier talk much about discipline? No. Did Urban Meyer? Not really. And what'd they do? Pretty good. 
So, you know, you do it in your own way, right? Urban's way, which you could never do now, is be in the pit. Remember that? You go in the pit, and man, you didn't want to be in the pit. You, and that was his way of saying, you better hurry up and get your butt healed because the pit's nowhere you want to be. So different ways to do it. Uh, Carl emails. Got a, oh, you got another baseball question. Yeah, I like it. Uh, Steve, your Mets won last night. The Braves are hot on their heels. Today, if you had to say, Braves or Mets win the division? The pessimistic Mets fan in me would say the Braves would. Um, but I'm going with the Mets. I have. No, I don't know what the schedule is. I don't know who's got the more t- the tougher schedule. I know this. The Mets are still in first place by two games. And the Mets and Braves don't play again until the very last series of the year. Now, the Mets are only 5-5 five and five in their last 10 games. Braves are 7-3 and three or 8-2, and two, something like that. But I still think the Mets hold on. And you know a team that's funny is the Phillies. They just swept the Reds. They're getting Bryce Harper back. And they just can't beat the Mets. If, they, if they'd have done well against the Mets, they'd be right in the thick of things. All right, thank you for that. All right, we got a while to go. Ladies and gentlemen, college football starts tomorrow. Come on. Come on. Because what's going to happen, and it always does in all the years I've done this, when football starts, you're going to call and you're not going to get on the air because there's too many people to call. So now's your, now's your time. 392-8255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. Nick Saban, 70 years old, also got a contract extension. He says he feels like a young man. Good for him. Now, I got to tell you, I would feel like a young man too if I got a $93 million contract extension. I'd feel positively teenage-ish, right? College football's highest paid coach, and he says he plans on coaching as long as Alabama will have him. He will turn 71 during the year. He says age is a number, Uh, and I agree with that, right? So, and he also said, I I think this is great. Um, He said, the game's changed. The three-point shot changed basketball So you either change with it or you fall behind. And that give Nick Saban credit. At his core, he's a defensive coach who likes defense. And he didn't like this wide open RPO stuff. But you know what? He adapted. It's hard to believe that he's entering his sixteenth season at Alabama. Hmm. Interesting. All right. Got a couple of emails, but I'll get David first. David, hello. Hey, Steve. Good afternoon. Yes, first sir. First off, my, car- my Cardinals are going to help your Mets tonight as they take the Braves 
this weekend. They got a three-game series with them. The Cardinals are on fire right now. Adding some pitching has made a big difference to that team. And they, they're really playing well right now. But um, talking about the Utah game, um, who knows how it's going to go. But I think the stadium will be electric. It's already a sellout. Um, the, uh, obviously, we're coming into that game with no losses. Everybody's going to be very pumped up, including the team. So I expect it to be one hell of a game. Well, Vegas thinks that it's going to be. Um, and, and I think the thing that's great about this, but you don't want it all the time, you want to be the team that going into the game, you're confident. You know, if you're Alabama, you're confident in every game you play. Well, Florida's not there yet because Florida has real toss-up games. You know, Kentucky, Tennessee, Florida Florida could lose. I don't think they're going to, but conceivably they could lose all those games because those teams are pretty good in getting better. But, you know, to your point, new season, new coaches, new attitude, what better way to start the Napier era than an upset of a top-10 team could happen? Absolutely. And it's, and it's happened in the swamp before, as you know, Steve. And, uh, you know, the good thing about it is, you know, I think, I think the team will play well. Who knows how this is going to turn out. Uh, but I'm excited to see what changes have come about with this team, including their attitude, Steve. I, I honestly think that they just quit on Mullen last year, and he quit on them. I think it was an all-around collapse, but I think it's going to be like a, a breath of fresh air. And Utah's I don't know how often they play in front of a crowd like they're going to play in front of uh, in that opener. Have a great one, Steve. Okay. Appreciate you, David. Thank you. Uh, get Mike real quickly here. Hi, Mike. Hey, Steve. How you doing, buddy? Good. Uh, I, I want I want to say something about my Baltimore Orioles later, but um, I wanted to thank you, Steve. I've said this off the air for sticking around this town as long as you had. You could easily have taken a job in a bigger market, and um, especially with your interview skills, they're I think as good as Dan Patrick. So, and and also thank you for putting together these shows like uh, the Spurrier show and uh, the baseball show and the basketball show. I just really appreciate you doing all that, Steve. Well, I appreciate you saying that. Um, you know, I get asked a lot of times at Gator clubs or, um, you know, doing interviews why I stayed here. Because I think if you're in the journalism school here, I think Christina would tell you this, you know, not that Gainesville's a bad place, but, you know, you aspire to do whatever you think you can do you know, go to a bigger market or go to a team or go whatever that is. Um, and I had a chance to do that. I had, matter of fact, more than one. But, I'm sure. you know, what happens is you meet somebody and, you you know, you all of a sudden you're married and then, you know, whatever. So it, it's worked out. It's it's definitely worked out for me. Well, I appreciate it. And plus the other things you did, you used to be the spokesman uh, for the city and, it just you're a heck of a good guy, Steve, and I appreciate you sticking around. Well, I appreciate um, you saying. I that. To say, thanks, but I want to say something about my Baltimore Orioles. I hadn't been able to brag about them in about 20 years. Uh, last night, two strikes, two outs, losing three to two in the ninth, 
and the rookie hits a home run, and then they win in the 11th. But they've won nine uh, walk-off wins this year and uh, pretty good pitching. And that's just I, – I can't remember a bigger turnaround in a team. And I've been watching baseball since the late 50s. It's just one – now, they could fall apart for the last part of the year. But right now, to, to be six or seven games over 500 is a miracle <laughs> compared to whether well, they won – 52 games or something last year so yeah i mean it's been a remarkable turnaround and you know guys like trey mancini who are really helping uh you know his new he's helping his new team houston a whole lot baltimore still hung around which is kind of cool yeah i thought that was a mistake with everything he meant to baltimore and you know recovering from cancer and he wanted to play on this team but i guess they're looking for more long-term stuff but that's what I used to love about baseball, especially the Orioles. They would keep a team, and you'd be, the, the guys would be Orioles for life, pretty much. Uh, but you just don't have that anymore. All right. Appreciate you, Mike. Thank you for your call. Right. 117, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Jose Tovar. Florida soccer dropped its second game of the season Thursday night against Baylor. The Bears scored the tiebreaker with one minute left in the match, breaking the orange and blue hearts. The Gators looked to bounce back on Sunday when they faced the Texas Longhorns. In more your sports, Gators volleyball would host North Florida, Virginia, and Eastern Tennessee State at the O'Connell Center over the weekend. The Gators are competition tonight against North Florida, and you can catch all the action here at 6.45. In Major League Baseball, the Tampa Bay Rays will visit the Boston Red Sox in a crucial three-game series for the American League Wildcard Race. Tampa Bay is riding on a six-game winning streak, while Boston looks to end a four-game skid. That's your Kansas Sports Center. I'm Jose Tovar. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Back to school means back to routines and, of course, back to school shopping. And while spending on outfits and supplies can be stressful, Radiant Credit Union can help you out this season. Every time you use your Radiant Credit Card from July 22nd through the end of August, you'll be automatically entered for a chance to win a $1,500 statement credit. Just swipe your credit card and we'll handle the rest. You have enough to do, like avoiding the PTA parents in the drop-off line. Stop by or visit RadiantCU.org slash rewards for details. No purchase necessary. Federally insured by NCUA. Hi, I'm Emmett Smith, Pro Football Hall of Famer and three-time champion. Trust me, I know about joint pain. Pro Football's all-time leading rusher, Emmett Smith, talks about chronic joint pain and exciting new regenerative treatments from QC Kinetics. I know what it's like to fight through pain, but now, you and I, we have help. QC Kinetics. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in advanced, all-natural regenerative medicine that can give you lasting relief with no drugs, no downtime, and no surgery. Do you suffer with constant pain from arthritis or injury, pain in your knees, hips, shoulders, or lower back? Don't assume steroids, pain meds, and surgery are your only options. Regenerative, restorative, natural solutions are now available. Don't let your joint pain keep you from doing the things you love. Call QC Kinetics now for a free consultation and learn how regenerative medicine can repair and restore damaged joint tissue. Make the call to QC Kinetics. Tell them Emmett Smith sent you. Call QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. In Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, 352 Four hundred forty-five fifty. Hey folks, it's Steve Russell. 
Leave it up to my friend and trusted realtor, Scott Caldwell, owner of your home sold guaranteed realty, to come up with a program exclusively for his sellers that allows you to trade in your current home so you can buy your dream home worry-free. With fewer homes on the market than ever before, buyers often have to make their best offer. If you have a house to sell, most of those offers don't get accepted. Never experience the hassle of trying to sell and buy at the same time or the risk and hassle of owning two homes. With Scott Caldwell's trade-in and trade-up program, sellers never find themselves stuck and they can move at their pace and on their timeline. That's because Scott already has the buyers, thousands of them, creating higher demand and multiple offers, which means more money for you. Trade in and trade up with Scott Caldwell. This program is perfect for you. Learn more. Call 352-209-0000, 352-209-0000, or visit CaldwellHasTheBuyers.com. Blue 42! Blue 42! Hut! Hut! Hike! The Gators, the Utes, kickoff is eight days away. Right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. For the second time in 100 years of football at the University of Florida, the Gators celebrate as national champions. The home of the Florida Gators. Monday Night Football, Thursday Night Football, and Sunday Night Football. The NFL in primetime lives right here. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world with the WRUF radio app. This is Gator soccer coach Samantha Bohan, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. I'm just talking about Shaft. Yeah, the theme from Shaft. Isaac Hayes. Welcome back to Sports Scene, 392-8255. Email srussell at wruf.com. Tony, what's up? Hey, Steve. How's it going, buddy? Good. How you been, man? Um, you know, to uh, piggyback a little bit of what, about what uh, PG was uh, talking about, you know, a lot of those classes in, in the last three or four or five years, the recruiting classes that um, Mullen brought in, a lot of them were elevated by uh, guys that never made it to campus, that, um, you know, the commitments were taken. And it was pretty much known that they weren't going to either make it grade-wise or otherwise. And uh, they were still taken in as far as the commitment, included in the composite ranking. And some of those guys never made it to campus. And some of them kind of, you know, flaked out too, like your walkers and your steals. Um, and, and those were all highly ranked players. So a lot of that kind of makes it a little deceiving, right? The uh, the uh, composite ranking still has the Gators ranked up there fairly high, but yet there's still questions about the overall talent on this team. And um, I'm a firm believer that there is talent and that what happened last year was an aberration. But we'll find out soon enough, right? Um, and that's what makes this season fascinating, you know, because there's two schools of thought. So someone's going to be right and someone's going to be wrong, Steve. Yeah, I mean, look. I don't know, and I get in the weeds with this, because I understand there's a place in terms of recruitniks wanting to know minutia when it comes to 
ranking and you know all that stuff and I, I get that okay mm-hmm. but I'm I believe what my eyes see and I believe also in what I see coaches do to elevate players that is way more important to me than any ranking than any composite because once they're here then again you know how do, what do you do to coach them up so correct. we're yeah. going to to your point we are going to see correct definitely to move on steve um i'm i'm watching some mock nfl drafts for next year and a more more than one of them have the jets as the number one pick now let me tell you i'll be as surprised as the Jets having the number one pick next year's draft, as I will be if they're in the Super Bowl. <laughs> I'll be just as shocked either way. What do you think about that? I agree. I don't see them as the worst team in, in the NFL, man. I don't either. Um, not that they're going to be at the top either. Uh, correct, correct. But, you know, Houston comes to mind right away as a team that I think has a chance to be pretty bad. Um, and I want to see what Jacksonville does. You know, I mean, I I think the hire of Peterson was good, but does it does it do good right away? We will see. So yeah, I don't think the Jets will be the worst, but they won't be far from the worst. <laughs> I don't know, man. I think I think they could surprise and win more more than a handful of games. We'll see, man. They have drafted really good the last couple of years as far as bringing in the sheer talent. You know, um, now it's just a matter of, you know, developing that talent at the NFL level. But here's the thing about the Jets, Tony, that I that I has always just flustered me. Okay? Who on that team right now, today, wows you? Who you well, I gotta watch that guy play. Name me one. It's yeah, it is gonna be the either first or second year players. And they haven't really done it yet at That's this level, right? That's where I'm going. Exactly. Exactly, yes. yeah. Because I will say, oh, a Zach Wilson could wow you. A, uh, the wide receiver that they just drafted from Ohio State, he could wow you, right? Uh, there's a lot of good reports on that running back that they uh, drafted from Iowa State that he could wow you. But it's going to be these guys that haven't done it yet. So I – I see the point that you're making, Steve. I yeah, see and, and not All that right, they're buddy. bad players, and maybe they will someday become players that you go, wow, i got to watch that guy play. And, you know, as somebody who's been a Jets fan for a long time, you know, they haven't had that kind of a player in years. In years. Yeah. I mean, Darrell Rivas is going to be in the Hall of Fame. Okay, Correct. great. That Was he a game changer on that side of the ball? You better believe it. But other than that, I mean, is there an offensive guy that comes to mind where you just went, yeah. So that's, and then you wonder why a team is bad. Well, there you go. You got to think back to like the Freeman McNeil and uh, oh, Al, God. Al Tunde, man. I mean, and they weren't, I mean, they were good players, but they weren't, you know. Yeah. All right. They weren't the best in the league, that's for sure. All yeah. right. All we'll right, Tony. Thank you. Yeah, we're going to see uh, what happens. 127, time check brought to you by Hayes Chillery, ESPN, 981 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN, 981 FM, and 850 AM, WRUF. Well, we're eight days away from Gator football, and we are one 
day away from the start of the college football season. You'll actually be able to watch some college football this weekend. Welcome into a Friday edition of Sports Scene, ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 a.m. WYUF. I'm Steve Russell. Time to eat some lunch, talk some sports. Christina is going to produce the broadcast today. Uh, we hope to have uh, former Gator coach Urban Meyer uh, from the big noon show on Fox, uh, very well acquainted with the Pac-12, very well acquainted with Utah. He'll be our opening guest. Uh, and then the rest of the day, uh, it'll be us. As I mentioned, next week we've got a lot going on. Um, Billy Napier's press conference, I don't know exactly when that is going to take place. Um, the best guess that we have uh, is around, Christina, go ahead and call him, okay, is around uh, 1140 or so. It's going to be earlier than what we've been accustomed to. Dan Mullen would do it uh, at around 1 o'clock, um, but it's going to be, we think, around 1140, 1145. Uh, Shane will be here on Monday, and then uh, inside the huddle on Tuesday, uh, Kent Fox, the University of Florida president, here. Scott Strickland, the Gator AD, is here. Uh, you'll be hearing from college and pro people from Pro Football Focus, uh, maybe even an interview with Utah football coach Kyle Whittingham. So all that is uh, coming up next week, and we're also getting closer to the start of the NFL season. Uh, when I get done talking to Coach Meyer, um, great timing on this. CBSSports.com has a big breakdown of the Pac-12. And I'm going to read you some of the comments uh, that Dennis Dodd and Tom Fornelli and other people made uh, concerning Utah and the conference and see if you agree with that or not. It'll be coming up in just a little bit. But now, uh, we'll bring in uh, Urban Meyer, who, of course, is going to be back on the big noon show on Fox as uh, we get ready to kick off the college football season tomorrow. Coach, good to have you. Thanks for doing this. Coach, you there? I'm here. Oh, okay, hear gotcha. Yeah, I got you now. Thank you, Coach. Um, let me start with this, Urban. You obviously have a history at Utah and a history with Kyle Whittingham. So, Tell Gator fans what kind of coach this guy is and what the job you think he's done with that Utah program. Steve, I've been around some incredible coaches. You look at uh, the Gator days. We had a bunch of guys who became head coaches um, off that staff at, at Stanworth at Ohio State. And I go back to Utah, and, and it's hard to say Kyle Woodingham wasn't my top assistant that I've ever had. I mean, he – he was a guy that I had no intention of keeping. Uh, he interviewed for the head coaching position when I got it. And we went to dinner, and they led the league in defense the year before, and we just kind of hit it off. You know, he's a guy that uh, very serious guy. Um, his football intellect is a 10 out of 10. His father was a great coach and coached in the NFL and also college for years. And it got to the point where, um, I was hands off on the defense. He was he he just had total control of that side of the ball, and that allowed myself and us to really build the offense and special teams. And uh, we stay very close. And he'll be one of the best. Co he's one of the best coaches uh, in college football today. 
uh, as you look at this Utah team, uh, you know, they have a good quarterback coming back, a 1,000-yard rusher, two really good tight ends. What do you make of this Utah team, Urban? They are as good at developing talent as anyone in the country. They are not the five-star players that a Florida or that Ohio State, maybe USC, that will get. And he's made a living, a long career at Utah, you know, turning out players that eventually do become NFL players but certainly aren't the prized recruits coming out of high school. They are so good at identifying talent, and they are also extremely good at developing once they get on campus. So the names you just mentioned are all excellent players, but there'll be some guys this year show up that you never heard of. And never forget also the Polynesian connection with the University of Utah. That was something that uh, I learned to love. <laughs> I didn't know much about, but that was our niche. You know, we the, the Polynesian players that were attracted to Utah because of the Mormon religion and because of the Polynesian population in Salt Lake City. Um, you know, this this can be a good team. You know, Andy Lugwig, I did a little homework on him, Coach, and, and they've got two really good tight ends coming back. And, you know, in this day and age of, you know, spreads and wide-open offense, he kind of runs a pro-style offense. And I think, you know, if, if, you, if you try to cover a tight end with a linebacker and, and the linebacker's too slow, you go small, then he can run the ball. Are, are you impressed with what Ludwig does on offense? Yeah, I've known Andy Ludwig for a long time. As a matter of fact, I think he was there before. No, right after I left, he came in uh, to be uh, Kyle's coordinator, and obviously he's back now. So a lot of respect for him. Uh, the most important thing, those two know each other. Kyle and Andy uh, have worked together several times, and and they're going to be on the same page. So the two tight end issue has always been an issue. Um, you know, that that's what you just said. Everybody looks for the matchup nightmare. And one of the matchup nightmares, if you can bring in 12, one, one, uh, one back and two tight ends and create issues or extra gaps for the defense, you better be ready. I want to talk about the Pac-12, Coach, is, because it hasn't been in the playoff very often. Uh, you know, some Gator fans are looking at this and saying, well, you know, Utah plays in the Pac-12. That, that's not a very good league. Is the league a little bit better? How do you think this league is right now? I don't think it's a great league. You know, I, I, uh, my last two years at Ohio State, we played Washington in the Rose Bowl and we played USC in the Cotton Bowl. And just watching, um, and then we also played Oregon in the national championship game. So I got to study that league a lot. I mean, you think about there was a time where the Pac 12 was the best league, maybe in college football. You know, when USC was at its heights, and then even before that, you had Terry Donahue, Donahue at UCLA and a great run after that. Uh, USC is you know, typically a top five team. They have not been. I think they will be again. Uh, Washington, Oregon, Arizona State, those all used to be top ten type places. Uh, right now they're down a little bit. Uh, that's not to say that uh, Utah is a down team, but I'm just saying as a league, you know, you have the SEC is the best league in the country, and then, you know, uh, the Big Ten, I would say, number two, and then you got ACC at the t- is very top-heavy. You got the Big 12 is top heavy, and the Pac 12. You just don't know yet. You just don't know because USC has been down. But I think they'll be they'll come charging back here with the new coach and new transfers. So the Pac 12 is a little bit down, but that doesn't mean overlook Utah. Urban Meyer, our guest here on Sports Scene, Coach. You have the unique perspective of knowing what it's like to coach at Utah, knowing what it's like to coach at Florida. And here's a top 10 consensus team in Utah coming to Florida, which is supposedly in a rebuild. And yet Vegas says 
This is a two, three, four-point game. Uh, could Florida spring the upset? And how much of a big deal is it for Utah to come in here and play a night game in front of a sold-out place? I don't. I, the night game's not the problem. The problem is the heat and the humidity. And I remember when I was coaching, I would do things like um, we played at Oklahoma early in the year, and you just can't. You know, we weren't having the weather I wanted, so I, we went indoors, and I would turn up the heat inside. I mean, you just cannot simulate uh, what those players are going to feel when they land in Gainesville. I mean, it's going to hit them square in the face because you're talking about high desert at Salt Lake City. That the big the night game, the crowd, the crowd's going to be something because the swamps are. Especially a new era starting, but the biggest issue is going to be the fatigue factor of the humidity that you have to the heat and humidity that you deal with. And I don't know, I don't know how I haven't talked to him. I'm not sure how he's prepared his team for that, but that would be advantage Gator big time. I want to talk also about Billy Napier. Um, a lot of Gator fans are hoping that you know he's going to turn this around. Uh, your thoughts on his hire, what he might do at Florida? Well, I, I got to meet him a couple of times. We talked a couple of times, and I'm really impressed. And I remember I started getting phone calls about his recruiting was, you know, a substandard. And, and I kept saying, wait a minute now, the guy's just been there for three or four months. Let him put his cleats in the ground. And, and uh, they've really done a nice job picking it up. I think they're a top 10 class now. Uh, a lot of respect for guys that have won, you know, at a lower level, and they move up. He's been there. He's been in that chair for a while. So, uh, you know, I just I'm very impressed with what he's done so far, and uh, obviously I'm pulling for him. Let me leave you with this question, Urban. When you were coaching here, I mean, obviously the SEC was very good, but it is my contention that if you're a Florida, not that you can't get back to the top, but I think the league top to bottom is better. Kentucky's way better than it used to be. You can't circle a win there. Tennessee seems to be a little bit better. Do you think the SEC is a top to bottom is a better, more depth league than what it was when you were even coaching? Well, let's push uh, reverse and, and and remember what happened in 06. 06, we had to, you know, there was a, the majority of Writers and, and journalists wanted Ohio State versus the team, uh, versus the Wolverines in a rematch. Right. And so the Gators did not belong. And, you know, we used that as disrespect to get our team ready to go play in that game. And from that point forward, it's been a run, you know, unprecedented run of a conference with the national champions. I want to say there's been at least five or six different teams that have won national. No, no other league can say that. You know, there's no other league, and I said this the other day, I believe there's eight teams in the conference that believe they're going to be a playoff-level team. Name another conference that has eight. Right. So it is, it's as deep, it's as talented team uh, league, uh, I believe even more so than we were there. But you look at 08 in our schedule and who we played, and, and uh, you know, I, I just think there's been a run, unprecedented run of great players coming through and great coaches coming through that conference. Give yourself a plug. When do you start Big Noon? We start noon, uh, big noon on Thursday with Reggie, Matt, Brady, Rob Stone, and uh, it's going to be Penn State at Purdue, and then uh, we got a big one, Alabama at uh, University of Texas the following week. Always a pleasure to have you, Urban. We'll get you back during the year. Thanks for taking the time. You bet, Steve. Take care. Okay, Urban. Urban Meyer, uh, part of the Big Noon Kickoff Show on Fox. All right, the rest of the day, it's us. So 392-8255, you can email srussell at 
WRUF.com. 12-14, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Julina Rickenbaugh. After making it to the round of 16 last year, Gator Volleyball, now ranked number 15, returns to the court to take on the UNF Ospreys. Ospreys went 25-8 last year. This game gets going at 645 right here. And over in the MLB, Tampa Bay Rays looking to build on their American League wildcard race lead. They'll play three games at the Boston Red Sox. That series gets going tonight in high school football. Friday night lights are back. They got several crosstown rivalries. PK Young hosts Eastside, Santa Fe plays at Newberry, and Gainesville hosts Vanguard at Citizens Field. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Julianna Rickenbaugh. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. One of the best things that's happened here over the past year is the arrival of QC Kinetics. QC Kinetics is giving relief every day to folks here with chronic joint pain. Using the latest advances in regenerative medicine, they harness the power of your own body's healing properties, like in your blood or plasma, concentrate them and apply to your affected joint. The results can be mind-blowing. These regenerative treatments are designed to repair and restore your damaged joint tissue with no drugs, no surgery, no side effects, no steroids, no downtime. The success rate is incredible, and they're growing fast. They started with one medical clinic, now they have clinics in Gainesville, Ocala, and in the villages. Don't continue to live with that nagging joint pain. Discover the exciting all-natural, advanced natural options that we now have access to thanks to QC Kinetics. It's a free consultation. See what your options are. Call QC Kinetics now in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages. 352-400-4550. 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. The Rodeaver Boys Ranch has been helping boys for over 70 years, and now... They need your help. They survive and they subsist because of you by donating cars, trucks, boats, RVs, or just about any vehicle. This, loca- this uh, place is located in Palatka. The Road Heavers Boys Ranch has done so much good for young boys from troubled homes. So if you have something you can donate, car, truck, boat, RV, anything, please consider donating that to the Road Heaver Boys Ranch. Donations tax deductible, and it goes a long way to helping these boys learn life skills because they repair the vehicles that you donate and then resell them. So for more information, Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org to learn more. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com free. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. Its powerful technology identifies people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. You get qualified candidates fast. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack. Four out of five employers who post a job in ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. ZipRecruiter. The smartest way to hire. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. 
ZipRecruiter.com slash free. There is only one handball coach, and you can hear him every Tuesday right here. Steve Spurrier. Join Shane Matthews and Steve Russell every Tuesday morning at 11 a.m. live to bring you inside the huddle. And while I got your attention here, let me say something. The HBC's analysis, thoughts, and opinions on everything from the Gators and the SEC to the national football landscape. God has smiled on the Gators, no question about it. Right here on WRUF. Inside the Huddle with Steve Spurrier, Shane Matthews, and Steve Russell. Tuesday morning at 11 a.m. right here on WRUF. And now, more sports scene with Steve Russell here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 a.m. WRUF and online at WRUF.com. All right, let's end the week with some good sports talk. If it isn't football, you want to talk something else, that's fine with me. 392-8255. And you can email uh, srussell at wruf.com. Gator Soccer losing a toughie yesterday, 2-1 against Baylor. They're now 1-2, and two, uh, and they'll have a match at Texas Sunday. Gator Volleyball, good luck to Mary Wise. They open up their season today. Uh, they'll have a, a tournament here this week, and then next week they'll play Stanford and Minnesota. Uh, big week for them. All right, let's go to the phones. Byron, what's up? Hey, Steve, happy Friday to you. Thanks for taking my call. Always on your interview, Steve, and uh, I love Coach Meyer. Uh, Steve, uh, you know I, I sometimes, being opinionated and a fanatic, I, I also talk in Jacksonville sometimes. I was a big fan and proponent of him, so – Coach, we still love you. It didn't work out, but I hope the Jags will come through and do this this year. But uh, I was really a big fan of uh, Coach Meyer, and it just didn't work out. But, Steve, thank you for the interview. And, and one thing i like to mention, Steve, a lot of folks don't think we Gators are educated to know Utah is a tough team. And, and uh, man, I think 17 out of 22 starters coming back from that team last year. And, Steve, I, 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 I well, not in graduate, actually, but I went to college in South Carolina. I think it's a big South, but – the College of Charleston and those I – mean, they got football teams up there. And, uh, they, 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 man, I'm, what I'm finished just saying, you better not sleep on anyone, Utah, uh, Marshall, anyone this year. So it's tough. It, football is going to be good. And that's why I called you to say, Steve, I don't care who's playing this weekend. I'm excited. I'm so happy football is back. I got something to do on Saturday afternoons because when you're 64, Steve, I'm, I'm getting there. There's nothing to do in those off months. Happy football and happy Friday. Go Gators! All right, Byron, thank you. 392-8255. You can email us, Russell, uh, at WRUF.com. You know, yesterday something happened that I don't ever remember happening. There were two former Gator pitchers that got a big league win on the same day. A.J. Puck got a win for the Oakland A's, and Brady Singer got a win for the Royals. I don't. I guess it's happened before, but I just don't remember uh, that happening. So that was kind of cool uh, to have that happen. All right, let's get some emails here, hopefully some calls. Uh, Todd says, uh, much opinion on Mullins last year was that in terms of players, it was a waste of talent and player development. With Napier comes a lot of new hype. It does. Based on camp reports, what do you see or who do you see as a player or two 
on each side of the ball that can emerge as a star player. Todd, I, when I get asked this, and I give the answer that I give, I, I, I get chastised a little bit for it, but I'll tell you why I do. Christina, who's my producer today, went to several of those media availabilities. I went to two. And we get to see a very limited portion of a practice. But it's the job of people who are covering the team, and especially for the dot-coms, you know, who are putting all this product out, that they're there, and you, you have a situation where you have to say, well, you know, this is, boy, there was a great catch or a great route. Well, does that mean that person is going to end up being really good? I mean, the person that comes to mind right away is Pearsall. He, he looks very fluid, good hands, runs really good routes, and obviously last year was productive for Arizona State. He, he's the guy that comes to mind, and he was not here last year. Okay, now, if you're saying to me, you know, who's a guy that was on the team last year uh, who could, you know, emerge this year, I don't know that I saw one guy that I would say, you know, I'll tell you the guy who got in the rotation receiver-wise was Khalil Jackson. He'd been kind of an afterthought here. And I think he's still a redshirt freshman, if I'm not mistaken. So, but again, does he fit into the, you know, could he be a star? I don't know. Um, a lot of people were high on Dewan Black. Could he be somebody that emerges? So, my, all that said, I'm not trying to avoid the question, That's, but it's a guessing game. It, it really is. So, those are some names you might want to take a look at. Mark says, Gervon Dexter can only do so much. Watts can only handle so many reps. Lee has only shown some flashes of being a solid inside guy. I challenge any Gator fan to look at the rest of the DT depth chart and not get queasy because it's left to guys like Humphreys, Thomas, uh, a couple of freshmen, and some walk-ons. This game a week from tomorrow may ultimately be decided by the play of our interior D-line. I agree with you. I agree with you. Um, look, I think you have a situation here where you have a team that loves to run the football, has a lot of physicality on the offensive line, and against a defensive line that is inexperienced. To me, that's one of the keys of the game. So I agree with you. Uh, Daryl, where's the weakness on Utah that Florida could expose? You know, I don't know how good they are at linebacker, and of course many Gator fans now think that Diabate can't play a lick, um, even though they've raved about him at Utah. But, you know, how, how stout are they against the run? And I think Florida's offensive line is a lot better, and there's some good running backs in the stable. So, Daryl, that's a place I think Florida has a chance to do some damage. Lee says, 
uh, will Ray's baseball stop in favor of college football coming up now? Uh, it just depends. Um, he said, are there, if there are Westwood games of the week, SEC, NFL games, will you play those instead of Ray's baseball? Um, Lee, look, with all respect to you, we don't program to one person, right? Because you like baseball, you like football, somebody else might like baseball. We have a contract to carry Ray's baseball, and we have a contract that says we have to carry X amount of games. No Rays broadcast, none, zero. No Lightning broadcast, none, zero, is going to get in the way of carrying a Gator football broadcast. Okay, that's first here. Gator sports is first here. But depending on, you know, what's there and the time, you know, we're a Bucks affiliate as well. So, what, again, what do we do in terms of is there a Rays game on a Sunday, a Bucks game on a Sunday? Normally, during football season, you carry the NFL game. So I hope that answers your question. And, you know, because all radio gods, Lee, don't like college football over baseball. Some prefer baseball. But that's the answer to the question. Um, let's see here. Steven says, I read in USA Today, Utah is 2-8 and eight in its last 10 road games against teams with winning records. Do you throw that stat out? Or is at least a little bit relevant? It's a little bit relevant. It's a little bit relevant. Okay? It shows you that they have a problem on the road. So, I mean, there's some relevance to that. Does it mean that's going to happen next Saturday? No. But is it, you know, food for thought? It absolutely is. 1228, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. of Journalism and Communications, ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. In 1971, Jeffrey Meldon established the Meldon Law Firm. Since that time, Meldon Law Firm has been committed to helping people in need. In addition to recovering millions for clients injured in accidents, Jeffrey has written consumer guides to help folks understand how to protect themselves in the event of an accident. At Meldon Law, we won't back down in representing our clients on their road to recovery after suffering an injury. Learn more at MeldonLaw.com. Meldon Law with offices in Ocala, Gainesville, and Lake City. We are all on this planet together. So join Odyssey and find your one thing. Improve your gas mileage by properly inflating tires and taking your car in for a tune-up. Join Odyssey. And together, each of us doing one thing makes a greener tomorrow. What's your one thing? Gainesville Highfield MRI has recently remodeled and expanded. A beautiful, relaxing waiting room, state-of-the-art imaging, new x-ray and ultrasound services. And as always, at Gainesville Highfield MRI, you are their top priority. They offer evening and weekend hours, same-day scheduling, and accept nearly all insurances. If you've been in a car wreck, had a slip and fall, or just want to get a nagging injury treated, go where doctors send their patients. Gainesville Highfield MRI, in the Millennium Center on 43rd Street and Newberry Road, and online at GainesvilleHighfieldMRI.com. Identity theft shows no signs of slowing down. 
In fact, more than $14 billion were stolen last year. That's a criminal success story and a wake-up call for everyone else. It can be dangerously easy to steal your identity. LifeLock by Norton makes it easy to help protect yourself. If you become a victim, LifeLock will work to fix it. No one can prevent all identity theft, but everyone can save up to 25% their first year with promo code NEWS at LifeLock.com. Have you ever noticed that when the afternoon light hits your floors, you can see everything, including dust? So much dust. And that floor dust gets kicked up into the air, compromising the quality of air you and your family breathe. Eesh. Swiffer Heavy Duty Sweeper is the fast and easy way to clean your floors with ultra-thick pads that trap and lock dust before it gets in the air. Just a couple minutes a day. And dust is gone. Swiffer Heavy Duty Sweeper. <sighs> Proud partner of the American Lung Association. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. The flagship of the Florida Gators, ESPN 98.1 FM at 8.50 AM, WRUF. As you may have heard, Meldon Law is the official law firm partner of the Florida Gators. And while it's great to be a Florida Gator, the most fulfilling aspect of partnering with the Gators is the ability to give back to our community. Please visit MeldonLaw.com to discover our community programs. These include the Meldon Law Scholar Athlete of the Year Award, Law Talk Live Radio Show, and the Veterans Making a Difference program. At Meldon Law, we won't back down. Meldon Law Injury Lawyers, offices Gainesville, Lake City, and Ocala. Hey, it's Steve Russell telling you about my friends at Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries, where better ingredients make better meals. You love the great food like the classic burger, their great salads, and their 100% all-natural chicken burger. And now, back in season, the Key Lime Milkshake to add to their already great flavors. And don't forget, Dick Mondell's looking for new team members, looking for competitive pay, flexible hours, and paid vacations for serious service-oriented workers. Come build the freshest burgers in town by contacting jobs at Dick Mondell's when our clients are injured in an accident, it is our goal to lift the burden off of them from the moment they call us. If you call our office, you'll speak to one of our four practicing attorneys. We understand the stress that you and your family are under. We will help you and get the best results in your case. We fight as hard as we can. It becomes personal. It's not just a client, it's a personal relationship. Visit FFPLaw.com for a free consultation. Daughtry Tree Service has been voted Our Town Magazine's favorite local tree company for 2020, as well as the Newberry Business Hall of Fame for the third year in a row. Call us today for a free estimate. And remember, at Daughtry Tree Service, there's no tree too tall. We do them all. Oh, yeah, you can feel it. The hot Florida summer's upon us. And where do you feel it the worst? Well, in your vehicle, of course, unless you can reach over and dial in an icy blast of A.C. If the air conditioning in your car isn't keeping you cool, take a ride and visit my friends at Dave Mays Automotive. And, of course, A.C. isn't all they do. They can take care of your whole car, from brakes, tires, even engines and transmission work. And my favorite part is their honesty and work ethic. After all, there's a reason they've been in business since 1975. Take it from me, Steve Russell, there's no place else I trust my vehicle to. Located at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive and online at DaveMaysAutomotive.com. Dave Mays Automotive, they get the bugs out. Dave Mays Automotive, we get the bugs, all of them bugs. 
Weather Center. Here is your WRUF weather update. Today's highs in the low 90s will be the impetus needed for storm development as we get into the afternoon and lasting really all the way through the early evening hours. Heavy rain and frequent lightning will accompany any storm that does develop. First, along the first coast and space coast, gradually working their way into the I-75 quarter by the evening commute. Keep in mind, slow-moving storms will also be capable of producing flash flooding. From the Weather Center, our meteorologist Justin Ballard. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Start to worry about, oh my God, Tom Brady is a statue. There's different things that Tom Brady understands that he needs to do as a quarterback to not put himself in harm's way. I'm not worried about the offensive line at all because you, there's not a lot that you can do in this day and age to Tom Brady to put him in a situation where he's not going to be successful. I'm not worried about it one bit. Key, Jay, and Max. Weekday mornings at 6 right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, weekday mornings at 6, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. And now, more sports scene with Steve Russell, here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. You know, back in the day, don't you wish you had Barry White's voice? That low, I mean, whew, good stuff. All right, half an hour left today. 392-8255. You can email us, Russell, at WRUF.com. Tennessee Mike, hello. Hey, Steve. We made it to another football season. True enough. Hey, Steve, wanted to chat you up about Scott Frost, and I wanted to ask you a question relying on your coaching background about flopping. Mm, okay. Hey, Steve, um, Scott Frost, uh, I think it's pretty much a well-known uh, secret, whatever you want to term it. I mean, Florida, that was – Scott Frost, that was the first uh, first offer, I guess, on the Mullen cycle, right? I don't know about the first offer. Uh, was he was he a considered candidate? Absolutely. Yeah, but uh, the way – and that was uh, the same one with uh, Chip Kelly, too, right? Wasn't that Chip Kelly in there also? Yes, correct. Yeah, um, you know, I guess where I'm going here is, is you never know on these coaching hires. You would think that's an Urban Meyer type hire, wildly successful at UCF, going home, and um, guy's been a disaster. Yeah, I'm mean, well. I mean, he's going to have to prove now uh, that he has a chance to stay there. I mean, there's a lot of pressure on him, and I think there's a lot of pressure to win game one because if you don't win game one, then again, all the negative starts. All that. This is a this is, even though they're playing this game in Ireland, this is a big game for him to win. Yeah, and Mullen takes a lot of heat, and you never know if you know staying in Florida, different different circumstances. But uh, Mullen's had a lot better coaching career than Scott Frost has. I agree. Yeah. So well, I mean, not at UC at at, Alabama, at uh, Nebraska. I mean, he was really good at UCF. Yeah. I guess what I'm trying to say is, and you probably agree with me, when you, anytime you go to hire a coach, it's, it's, unless you're hiring Urban Meyer, and even, I mean, that's about the only sure thing. Nick Saban, outside of that, there aren't too many uh, sure things when you go hiring coaches, are there? No, because, look, because you're successful at one place doesn't mean you're successful in the other. And, and that's why I'm very – I got asked this the other day in a podcast. What's the coaching hire that I am looking forward to see what, you know, what, when the dust settles – Unquestioned, it's LSU. You know, will Kelly go in there and have the same success he had at Notre Dame? That, to me, is the big one. Okay, 
State. One more thing. You had a guy complimenting you a couple of segments back. I got a compliment for you, Steve. One of the reasons I've always enjoyed your uh, show is I believe you've got a lot of integrity and sportsmanship going back to your coaching background. And um, flopping, Steve, we all know that's a bad problem in college football. Really ugly last year. It's almost kind of gotten to the point where you're like watching soccer now and all the flopping. Um, there was a proposal in the offseason to address it, and apparently Saban and Kirby Smart killed it. I believe the proposal was along the lines of if you're if you're injured, you're out for the series. Uh, for mainly, well, there's integrity of the game in there, but also player safety. What is it now if a player's helmet comes off, you're out the next play supposedly due to a player safety, right? Yeah, I mean, look, they they did strengthen or revise the targeting and the flopping, you know, for this year. But I don't know, and, and I'm I'm trying to be fair of this, and I always try to put myself in the position these people are in, Mike. You know, how would I address that, right? So I'm not sure there's a, just a hard and fast way to really do that. And but I. I just I just think it ruins the integrity of the game. And to me, if it's obvious to the fans in the stands, then it's yeah. pretty obvious. Well, Steve, it's my understanding they punted on uh, flopping and didn't address it at all. And I believe the 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 proposal was if you're if you're down if you if you have to leave a a, 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 a drive, you're out for the drive if you're injured for, due to player safety and integrity. And I believe they killed it and they that didn't pass. Would you be for that? Say that again, please. Um, if you are hurt. You're out that drive. If you're a defensive player and you and you go out and you leave the game due to injury, dehydration, whatever, bell rung, whatever it might be, you're out that drive. In that supposedly would protect the the player and the integrity. Yeah, of the game. I, I would not that? be for that because I think, again, dehydration. How long? I mean, it take some players hydrate better than others. So if 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 he's going to be out the entire drive and that's ten plays in a drive, I haven't recovered yet. I wouldn't be for that. Of course, we know, Steve, you can never really 100% prove whether a guy's hurt or not. No. There's the, the rub there. But it, but um, obviously, flopping, we're hearing about five-hour football games up this way, Steve, did a flopping. It was a bad – it's a tactic that you use now. Um, and I just think uh, – I'm kind of surprised to hear that you'd be against that. I think you, for, for integrity of the game, you would be for um, making a guy sit out that drive if they go out to do the injury, do the integrity and player safety. You're against that? Yeah, because I think every injury is different. I, wh- how, why would I punish a player if if, if a player and your 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 example dehydration that's not an injury, hmm. okay? So if I go out and I nick my elbow, and it, it, so now in two or three plays I've kind of you know okay I shook it off I'm okay now I got to sit out the rest of the drive, no. Did, yeah, did a did uh, integrity of the game. There's, that doesn't affect the integrity of the game. That. It, well, it, here, here. Because okay. you're talking two different things. If you flop, yeah. that's one thing. If I'm legitimately injured and I go out and then I recover, I shouldn't have to sit the rest of the drive. There's no or, way. Or, or, or sometimes miraculously recover. Well, like, okay, now you're play. putting adjectives to it. That's a different right. story. Like, like we've had cramping, Steve, in, in, in the game forever. And once again, who can ever say what's a cramp and what's not? But, um, you know, the clock stops in first downs, as we all know, on college, in college football games, not in the NFL. We're hearing up here – Tennessee's going to be playing five-hour college football games, and it's going to make the sport look like a disgrace. Well, if that happens, then they'll see if they can address it. Yeah, but it looks bad. All right, thanks, Mike. Appreciate your call. Get to uh, Dick here. Dick, hi. Hey, Steve. How you doing, man? Great show again, as as always. And uh, uh, I did it with a few callers back about the job you do and thankful that you're in the Gainesville market. Um, I I just got a baseball 
come in and then I got a football come in and I'll just list off, off offline. But um, uh, I live in St. Pete and, and German called earlier about the Rays and and uh, yeah, I think I think years ago they established a culture here uh, that just is different than a lot of places. I mean, they have more guys probably in their starting lineup hitting 200 than anybody in baseball. They, I think I, I want to call. I could be wrong on this, but I think I read where they have the most innings lost of starters on injury reserve than anybody in baseball this year. They've lost more guys uh, on injury reserve innings than anybody in baseball. I don't know, um, but they've lost yeah. a lot. Yeah, yeah. And they're starting to get a pitching back now, Fairbanks, Thompson, and some of these guys. And, and, and they just have a culture here. You don't hear a lot of infighting. I live here in town. The stadium's two minutes from my house. You don't hear a lot of infighting. There's not a lot of problems in locker rooms and stuff like that. And and it seems like, you know, now guys will leave because of money. Obviously, money's going to drive everything. But guys don't – guys like playing here, it seems like. You know, they've established a culture where, you know, when you get along with guys and you're happy here, you, you play better. And, and, and they've done a good job with that demand. No question. Um, so that, was my, that was my baseball uh, comment. And I am so stoked for this season with Napier. I, I don't want to sound like I'm a Napier uh, – you know, I'm his uh, – talent scout agent or something but you know just what he's done so far i think he's just been phenomenal with the recruiting i think again like we just talked about the rays i think he's establishing his culture that we're not going to have 15 penalties uh in in a game or we're not going to have continually three four full starts in a row i I think this guy's a little bit seriously mindset he's like you said he comes out of that saving tree i think he's gonna you know if you can't do it he's gonna put somebody in that can I think we've had personally. I think last year we had some roster mismanagement. You know, Tyron Hopper hardly even played, and then it was just funny. That I started thinking about this last year. I don't know if you remember this at all, but you know, once the, the the staff left and the temporary staff was taking over, you saw a lot of guys playing during the year. These are the same coaches, assistant coaches, but you saw a lot of guys playing at the end of the year that weren't playing under Mullen and Grantham. You know, Tyron Hopper was playing a lot through the year. He had like 12 tackles against Missouri. And just made me wonder why these assistants, who maybe didn't have control of maybe some of these final decisions, they weren't coordinators and stuff like that, why at the end of the year we saw a lot of new faces out there. Because, uh, you know, these guys wanted to show themselves well for a, a future job and stuff like that. But we saw a lot of new guys. It made me think like, was Mullen and Grantham and some of these, were they holding some of these guys back? Maybe where some of these assistants felt like some of these guys should play. I just think we're going to do better with roster management, and I'm just really stoked for next week. And great show again, and thanks, buddy. All right, Dick, thank you. One thing I've never understood um, is this: any coach, okay, why would you hold back players if you believed? They can help you win. There is zero logic in that. I mean, zero. Could a coach make a mistake? Could a coach think, well, this player is better than player X and make a mistake in the evaluation of the player? Sure, right? But think, think about the premise of what that is. A coach is going to hold a player back. I mean, don't you play the best player? Could the coach be wrong in who the best player is? Yes. And that separates sometimes coaches keeping their jobs and 
not keeping their jobs. And just to uh, set the record straight about the flopping, okay, well, here's the thing. Um, if you get an injury timeout through deception, you can, they, what they approved was to investigate it, okay? Let's say Utah, because they're overheated, has a player go down. And it looks pretty obvious to the crowd of you know what they're trying to do. Well, the SEC or Florida can report that to the national coordinator of officials. That can be reviewed, and feedback can be given to the conference for further action, which could include penalties. So could you have that player be suspended for half a game? Yes. But the penalties would be up to the conference office or the school involved. They also talked about what you can do in games and to what Mike was referring to, to altering the injury timeout rule to remove the injured student-athlete for more than one play. you got to only sit out one play. But the committee, rightly or wrongly, was concerned with the additional issues that could be created and didn't want to encourage players to continue when they thought they would hurt. They were hurt. Pace of play came up. I'm quoting from the committee and David Shaw, the Football Rules Committee chairman. We considered all options to address the issue, including allowing both teams an opportunity to substitute after a first down. This is another step to consider in the future. Because, again, pace of play, you don't substitute, players might get hurt, that sort of thing. So it's a two-edged sword, isn't it? If you want to have fast pace of play where, the other, if, where if you don't substitute, the defense can't substitute, does that make injuries more, more uh, possible? Yes, it does. How do you combat that? And then how do you combat the flopping? Because that's the only way you can really combat that if somebody goes down and then there's a timeout. So it's a two-edged sword, pace of play and flopping. 144. Time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. Final segment coming up ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Jolie Katzen. The Gator volleyball team will host University of North Florida tonight at 7 for the Student Welcome Week Tournament. Live coverage of tonight's game will be right here starting at 645. The high school football season is in full effect, and tonight is an exciting night of matchups. P.K. Young will host Eastside in their season opener, and Newberry will open their season against Santa Fe at home. They look to rebound this season after finishing 5-6 last season. In Major League Baseball, the Tampa Bay Rays look for a win tonight in Boston against the Red Sox at 7-10. This is the first of a three-game series. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Julie Katzen. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Response to International Diamond Center's Summer of Savings event has been incredible, but this is it. The final days. 
You have until August 31st to take advantage of the year's most attractive offer. Get IDC's amazing value price and spread your payments over two years with zero interest. And as a special bonus, IDC will even cover your first two payments. It's incredible. And everything's included. Thousands of engagement rings, designer jewelry, colored gemstones, pendants, bands, bracelets, the largest selection ever. Or if you prefer, you can get an instant 25% savings on all wedding bands during this incredible event. Take an amazing 25% off any wedding band. But there's just one catch. This spectacular Summer of Savings event ends August 31st at 6 p.m. and will not be extended. So hurry. Pick any item. Take advantage of two years zero interest financing and let IDC even cover your first two payments. Now through the end of August only and only at International Diamond Center at Celebration Point on approved credit. Hi, I'm Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Are you afraid of going to the dentist? Many people put off the inevitable until they can no longer chew on one side of their mouth or their pain has finally become unbearable. At Exceptional Dentistry, we may have a solution for you. IV sedation. Our clients will love it. You'll relax and recover quicker than other forms of sedation and remember less about the procedure. Learn more about us and IV sedation at ExceptionalDentistry.com or call and schedule your consultation today at 332-6725. We're all on this planet together, so join Odyssey and find your one thing. August is a great month to help out the environment by improving your gas mileage. Make sure your tires are properly inflated and heavy items like golf clubs aren't stored in your trunk. Take your car in for a tune-up to ensure it's running at peak performance. And when the weather is nice, walk or bike to your destination to enjoy a beautiful summer day. Join Odyssey, and together, each of us doing one thing makes a greener tomorrow. What's your one thing? When flying insects show up in your home, how do you get rid of them? Hopelessly clapping every single one? Aimlessly swatting back and forth? Hanging fly strips in your living room? Ew, ew, ew. Instead, try Zevo Traps. Zevo uses light not odor or chemical insecticides, to attract and trap bugs, working continuously so you don't have to. Zevo, people-friendly, bug-deadly. Now at a store near you. The WRUF Radio App, your source for sports every second of every hour of every day. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is University of Florida President Kent Fox, and you're listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Okay, we got some emails to catch up on. Tom says, even though the Gators have a greater chance of losing the opener, <clears throat> I find it a more exciting brand of football by opening with a Power 5 team. I think it resonates with recruits, too. Waiting until the third game of the year to have a competitive game is boring. <clears throat> yeah, I, I think a lot of fans like this a lot, Tommy. They like seeing a quality opponent come in and play early. Uh, Lucas says, I'm excited for the season. Which game are you most looking forward to in week one other than uh, Florida and Utah? You know what's funny? Maybe it's just me, but I don't see a lot of great games uh in week one, I'm, I just don't. Um, but, I mean, there's some under-the-radar games, maybe, uh, that I'm looking forward to, and some of those are not necessarily, um, you know, tinged 
with the SEC because there just aren't, you know, some great games. Um, you, you look down at who's playing whom, and it's a lot of, you know, Buffalo and Maryland. Now, Oregon, Georgia, you know, will Georgia have a hangover? It's, a, it's another prove-it game for the Pac-12 like the Florida game is. Looking forward to that. Cincinnati, Arkansas, you know, Cincinnati lost a lot of talent. Will they give Arkansas issues? Looking forward to seeing that game a little bit. Um, and then, you know, some of the other big games, Notre Dame, Ohio State. Can Notre Dame hang with Ohio State? We will see. So those are just, you know, a couple. Of, and then out west, Oregon State's a team that I think is on the rise. And I think they play Boise. Uh, and that's an off-the-radar game I'm looking forward to seeing too. All right, let's get some more. Uh, emails here before we say goodbye. Uh, but now I gotta get I gotta find them. I just lost them. Oh, here we go. Uh, William says, "I haven't cared much about the weekly presser since Meyer took over. They're useless. I don't think they're useless." Um, but he says Meyer took the us versus them mentality with the media. McElwain would answer a question with the same responses, no matter what the question. It's almost like Mullen tried to copy the manual on anything and everything possible you shouldn't do in a presser to create a PR nightmare. Yeah, but didn't that create interest? Yeah. My point can't be any worse than what it's been. Actions speak louder than words, and talk is cheap. Well, of course it is. I mean, talk is cheap, but when it comes to comparing the two, of course. Uh, Mike says, if a coach wants to sit on his back, his back end, and collect a check, he might tank the season by holding better players back. Example, Anthony Richardson. Why on God's green earth, why would any coach want to tank a season? Why? Give me one good reason. There, there isn't any, is my point. None. Zero. Okay. A coach is going to collect the same money, at least early, if you go 1-11 or 11-1. And if you tank, then guess what? You may not be the coach the next year. So why would you even consider doing that? Makes no sense. Harold emails. Says, uh, Steve, at the end of the day, Who's the coach of the year in the SEC and why? Oh, mother. Hmm. Well, it depends. I'm, I'm going to sort of sidestep this a little bit. It, it depends who you think. Gonna have, could Mark Stoops be the coach of the year? Yeah. There's, Chris Doring's very high in Kentucky, for example. So if Kentucky wins 10 games again, could he be? Look, if Nick Saban gets to the playoff, right, and no other SEC team does, how is he not coach of the year? But that's expected of Nick Saban, right? If Arkansas wins 10 games, is that a coach of the year? So I get it. You know, a lot of people think Lane Kiffin's team is going to be a little better than most people think. So if that's the case, could Lane Kiffin be the coach of the year when the expectation for Ole Miss isn't as much as when Matt Corral was there? 
Isn't it what's great about this time of the year? Because all those possibilities are still out there. That's what's great about this. All right. So time for a quick call or two. 392-8255. Let me talk about next week. We have a big week next week. Monday. Shane Matthews comes back. Uh, the Gator QB with us every Monday. We believe that we will carry uh, Billy Napier's press conferences every week as we've done for a million years with coaches. But the time may change. We've not been given a definitive time, but best guess is around 1140 or 1145. As soon as we know for sure, we will pass that along. And after the press conference, sports scene, etc. On Tuesday, Gator Athletic Director Scott Strickland will be with us 12 to 1245. He'll take your phone calls. And then uh, we'll also have the UF president, Kent Fox, in studio for the last time as UF president. We'll be talking to pro football focuses experts in college football and pro football as well. Those are just some of the guests we have lined up. John, welcome. Hey, Steve. Um, I was wondering, I was watching an interview of um, the Buholtz quarterback uh, on Citizens Field, and I played on Citizens Field, and I was wondering, is it illegal for, say, the University of Florida to help a high school, you know, with with football or build a football stadium or financially assist? Is that is that illegal? I don't know about illegal um, in the sense of, you know, you go to jail, but I don't think that's allowed. No. I'll, I'll give you an example. Back in the day when I was a student here, um, we used to broadcast high school football. And it was great because it gave me a chance to do play-by-play. Mm-hmm. This radio station cannot do that because it's located on campus and it's seen as a recruiting tool mm-hmm. for Florida. So we can't do it. Okay, so you can't. You know, I was always wondering, did, did colleges give away their old equipment to, to high school teams? And oh, I think, yeah, I mean, I did. When I coached at Newberry, I got some old equipment uh, from Florida in baseball. I, don't, I, don't, I think that's allowed, but I don't think you can monetarily give, you know, money mm-hmm. to build something. I remember when I was at Buholtz, they claimed our – jerseys and pants came from the Steelers, that it was their old jerseys and pants. And I don't know if that was true. It's the same colors, but uh, I don't know if that was a lie or, or it was actually true. Um, one final question. Who, in your opinion, which college or college team is the richest team? Like who has the most money, booster money, whatever, to spend? Which program? No idea. Don't spend five seconds thinking about it. But I don't know. Because, again, qualify that, right? Does that include NIL? Because we're still in the infancy of NIL, right, we don't really know who has what to spend. The only thing we do know is that an athletic department announces it spent, and I'm throwing a number out, you know, $20 million, $85 million on a football facility. 
twenty million dollars on a soccer field. And that's what we know. Yeah. But, but I don't know that we know that this school has the most NIL money. I don't know. I mean, maybe there is. I just, but I don't know. And I don't waste the way I kind of. I don't waste time worrying about that because it doesn't affect. I mean, it doesn't affect. It, it it affects the sport somewhat, but we don't know the exact effects of that yet. I think for a while. Yeah. And I wasn't thinking NIL. I was more thinking, you know, Florida took a long time to build their facility, which in my mind indicates they, they're not the richest school well, in that the country. Was, that was more of we don't need it at this time. Really? Yes. I mean, think about wow. it. Wow. Okay? When other schools were starting to do, you know, improvements, go back to the indoor practice facility. It took a long time to get that. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was a matter of raising. Look how much money Florida has raised here recently, right? New football facility, the the new improvements at soccer and over at the over at uh, uh, oh gosh the Diz over there, right? They've improved basketball a little bit. I mean, there's money baseball, the new baseball stadium, the improvements at softball, tennis has had some renovations. That's all raised money. Hello, a lot of money. Yeah, no, it, I mean UF certainly has a lot of money. Um, I wish I just knew the is Texas number one? Is Notre Dame? It'd be I mean, maybe there's a way. I don't know, but I mean, I you know. Yeah, I got you. And if, and if Texas is number one, it hadn't helped them a whole lot. Well, I, yeah, and that's that's part of it. Why, why don't they have the greatest facilities on the planet? They have good know? facilities, I can tell you that. But again, I don't know. I've not been around the whole campus. I'm out of time, John. Thank you for your call. Thanks to Christina for producing today. We thank you for listening. Back again on Monday, and we can talk some college football. ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. Enjoy your weekend. WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, 